Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the CAF America Radio Network, a production of the Charities Aid Foundation of America. As the leader in global giving, CAF America offers more than 20 years of experience and expertise to corporations, foundations, and individuals who wish to give internationally and with enhanced due diligence in the United States. Through its industry-leading grant management programs and philanthropic advisory services, CAF America helps donors amplify their impact. This show is dedicated to these donors and the charities they support. CAF America is uniquely positioned to serve as the bridge between these important partners and transforms vision into meaningful action. Guests on the CAF America Radio Network are leaders in their field who share tips for success and stories that inspire. Our host is Ted Hart, the CEO of the Charities Aid Foundation of America. This is a live call-in show. Add your voice by calling 914-338-0855. After the show, you can find all of our podcasts at CAFAmerica.org. Don't forget to dial 914-338-0855. Now, welcome the host of the CAF America Radio Network, Ted Hart. And welcome here to the latest edition of the CAF America Radio Network. Uh, each of our shows, we bring you insightful information into international giving and domestic due diligence. Uh, here on today's show, I am absolutely thrilled uh, to welcome Margaret Cody, uh, who is a director uh, at uh, the uh, Center for Encouraging Corporate Philanthropy. Um, welcome here today on the on the uh, uh, CAF America Radio Network, Margaret Cody. Thank you so much. Real pleasure to be with you. Well, Margaret, um, I have uh, uh, been interacting with the Committee Encouraging Corporate Philanthropy uh, for a number of years because you folks are so pivotal uh, in efforts to help translate the need for philanthropy um, and the desire of corporations uh, to give and to be good corporate citizens. Um, Let's start off with a, a little bit of background information for our listeners on what is the Committee Encouraging Corporate Philanthropy. Committee Encouraging Corporate Philanthropy, or as some people know us, CECP, is a nonprofit organization founded by the actor and philanthropist Paul Newman and a number of corporate leaders who came together about 13 years ago and said, are business success and community success going hand in hand? And if not, it's up to the business and community to make sure that we're investing in the areas where we live and work and where we have social problems that we care about to help improve the conditions um, everywhere we operate and um, everywhere we see a deep need. And so it's a membership organization of CEOs who believe in that philosophy, who believe that it's an appropriate role for business to roll up their sleeves with government and nonprofit partners and academia and be part of the solution on tough social issues. So over the years since we've been founded, we've made a commitment to um, hosting a certain number of conferences, our Board of Boards conference in February, which is uh, an opportunity for CEOs to share best practice with one another, a similar conference for those who are on the front lines of corporate giving, the corporate foundation presidents and those leading community affairs departments to inspire and share best practice, but also uh, get into the numbers. We have a, a well-respected uh, research report that we conduct in association with the conference board to look at how is corporate giving changing over time? Is it going up or down? And and if so, how and why? And to release that as a, a free resource to any Anyone with a stake in in how those numbers are changing. 
And, of course, CAF America is one of the uh, central players in helping uh, corporate America uh, turn their desire for philanthropy uh, into meaningful action internationally uh, and also providing enhanced domestic due diligence for uh, domestic giving. You were referring to the Giving in Numbers report. The 2012 edition is the eighth uh, annual report on trends in corporate philanthropy. That's a, a really um, a very important report that so many people turn to, as you said, um, that points to the trends. Uh, can you share with us uh, some of the things that, that you have learned at CECP in the 2012 edition that you think are significant in uh, corporate giving? Well, I think one of the major headlines for us was that companies aren't waiting for all of the uncertainty in global markets to disappear before ramping their corporate giving back up. Uh, corporate philanthropy, like every budget in a large company, um, constricted during the economic downturn. That's something that we saw happen in the 2009 numbers, that companies had been um, building um, towards bigger and bigger kind of valuation amounts for their, their gifts over the years, and then 2009 was a year where things contracted a bit. Uh, but right away in the data about 2010 giving and 2011 giving, and pretty soon we're going to be collecting data on what happened in 2012, we saw companies coming back. Um, not all of them. Some of them were hit by the downturn at different times. Some of them are still trying to find their footing. But for those who were able to, um, their, their kind of newfound kind of kind of success was was rippling through to their philanthropy budgets, which is something that we found encouraging. Uh, we were fearful that there would be a wait and see, and instead we saw corporate giving start to come back, which we thought was positive. In your report, you, uh, you found uh, that 60% of the companies in your report gave more in 2011 than they did in 2009. So when you say coming back, they're sort of really roaring back, aren't they? I think that's what's so encouraging um, that that it, it is it is coming back strong, which I think um, which I think should um, in, inspire companies of all sizes to to see what might be possible. Because one thing that that we've learned in this downturn and in past down economic cycles is. Uh, you know, it can be hardest to give when the communities need you the most, and that's a really kind of unfortunate um, kind of scenario when um, community needs are at, at their highest, and that's when kind of cash from all philanthropy sources might be at its lowest. So how do you get creative and step forward as early as you can and as big as you can because those community needs are there? Um, Certainly, disasters are a really amazing moment where we see people from, from all philanthropic stripes step forward, but also those ongoing needs that are in your community every day. Kind of how, can you, how can you be part of the solution? And even, even though you might not be um, you know, back to where you were, is, is there anything that you can do, uh, either through cash grant making or other assets at, at your company's disposal that might make a real difference? What um, uh, is specifically uh, thinking of the work of CAF America and how that uh, intersects with the important work of uh, CECP? What are you seeing in trend lines for international corporate giving? 
that was another big headline for us. We love looking at how that's changing over time and a couple of really interesting findings there. I mean, we've always known that our manufacturing companies lead the way in international giving um, because they tend to kind of have a bigger footprint wherever they operate as manufacturers, um, being kind of visible and responsive to the communities where they are around the world has been really important to them. But we are seeing international giving as a percentage of total giving going up kind of across the board. You know, it, it kind of inches up. This isn't com com completely um, true every year, but kind of about up about a percentage point every year, which I think is interesting. I think that what, what, we're, ha what we're seeing is companies say, um, you know, we've got a lot of customers abroad. We've got a lot of employees abroad. A lot of our manufacturers and suppliers are outside of our uh, domestic headquarters. Um, how can we be a visible supporter of the issues that are important in those communities just as we are in our own backyard? And for a lot of companies, that's additive. In other words, they're, they're, they're seeking to, to do the right thing and be great partners where their business grew up, but also to be great partners and do more where the company has expanded. And in a lot of international locations, um, we see companies trying to figure out what that's going to look like. Um, it's it's not the case that you can simply take a program that's worked in one geography and port it over to a new geography. There are all kinds of other considerations, but um, that's something that we see a greater and greater appetite for companies to do. And, and what are some of those uh, uh, stories that that, that uh, distinguish international giving? Well, it's. Interesting. I mean, I think one one thing that we encourage our companies to do is because one of the motivations for greater international giving is that you've got a lot of employees abroad and customers abroad, how can you use those voices and the insights from those stakeholders to shape and inform the action that your company takes in those communities? I think that um, getting a real understanding of how strong or weak the nonprofit infrastructure is in a different region is important having um, some perspectives on which organizations in those regions are really making a difference. Um, is it the big names that you've heard of from 3,000 miles away, or are there some more grassroots nonprofits that are actually getting the hard work done? Um, can be really important. What the appetite is in those regions for employees to participate with volunteer time varies a lot from region to region. Um, and also kind of the solutions to a problem might look really different depending on whether you're in South Asia or Southern Europe. Um, kind of the way a community issue gets solved might be a different paradigm um, depending on what part of the world you're in and what resources are available and what the history of solving that problem has looked like. So um, kind of really being sensitive, and I would caution people to, to not move too quickly and to really invest in good processes and partnerships, I think, can make all the difference in terms of whether or not that, that money that's well-intentioned is also well-spent. Well, and of course, we, we couldn't agree with you more here at uh, CAF America. That's one of the, the things that distinguishes our organization is that, as you said, you know, you, you certainly can give to sort of headline charities, but here at CAF America, we have uh, a pre-vetted list of over 3,000 charities uh, around the world, um, some of them small, some of them large. Um, but what, what that does allow corporations to do is to know that they can find very high-quality charities anywhere in the world that they can partner with. And as, as, uh, as you were indicating, um, it's very important to know that you're not just being philanthropic, but that you're being impactful um, in, uh, in how that money is being utilized. 
it's funny, you see this, I'm sure, in, in your work every day. We hear it, too. People are always so surprised on gonna how, how hard it is to give money away. Um, but once you start to roll up your sleeves and dig in and say, hey, we're, we're making a commitment to making a difference, you start all, the, all this complexity reveals itself. And so um, certainly having, having great partners like you all um, as allies, I think, would probably be quite valuable to people in terms of understanding what some of that complexity looks like up front so that you can understand what the appropriate commitment is for your business. You, well, you might and, think you can uh, achieve more. It, than it, it is complex giving internationally, uh, particularly uh, when uh, you want to make sure that you are uh, uh, potentially going to be able to receive a tax deduction for that gift in understanding the protocols that are available through the IRS uh, to make sure that charities are properly vetted, um, that the, the uh, donations are, in fact, charitable. Uh, there are a couple of different protocols uh, that are available through the IRS uh, for donors. Uh, one is equivalency determination, another is expense responsibility. Um, and those are two very different approaches to making international gifts, but that's part of what an organization like CAF America does, is to work with corporations, foundations, and high net worth individuals uh, in making sure that those protocols are met, that terrorist watch lists um, are adhered to, um, that uh, you're not giving to an organization who has uh, someone who convicted of money laundering on their board of directors. And so this is where you were pointing out it can become complex, and it, and, and it seems that you just want to be philanthropic. But what we often point out to people is uh, we not only uh, help you make sure that you are maintaining the legal aspects for the IRS, but also um, equally important is protecting your own reputation. You know, I my advice to people is don't lose that initial enthusiasm that gave you the idea to think about international giving in the first in the first place because um kind of main, maintaining that that sense of possibility and that sense of community at commitment to to other communities is so important and maybe you can get your toes in the water and say, "Oh wow, this is a lot harder than I thought," but don't don't let that intimidate you. Your 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 instincts in the at the outset were the right ones and it's just a matter of um, finding the right the right partners and putting the right process in place to get it done. But um, we've 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 seen the power of it. We think it's an important trend for the future. Yeah, and, and we certainly see that um, all the time here. And the the other issue beyond the international giving is, of course, um, uh, the issue of giving domestically uh, to domestic charities. It's it's of course much easier legally uh, to be able to make a gift uh, uh, domestically. Uh, but knowing a lot about that charity and understanding and making sure that they're vetted at a very high level um, is also about reputation and trust uh, for that corporation, in, in your case, uh, for the folks that, uh, that you interact with. Uh, they need to be very cautious and make sure that they understand where the money is going and how it's going to be used. You know, you've touched on kind of two of CECP's four pillars of excellence. We give out excellence awards in corporate philanthropy every year, and a commitment to measurement and in terms of, you know, kind of what you were just saying, Ted, understanding your impact and what your goals are, and partnership are two of the four. Uh, innovation and CEO leadership are the other two, but when we think about excellence in corporate philanthropy, um, bringing a measurement mindset to how you manage a program is key for us, as is um, a deep sense of partnership with your nonprofit. Uh, if you're really trying to move the needle on something, sometimes that can be accomplished with just a very thoughtful grant, but sometimes it's going to mean um, kind of getting into some strategic conversations with your partner about how to try something new and, and make it effective. Exactly. 
Exactly, and, and that's uh, we do see that uh, all the time here uh, at uh, at CAF America. Um, and as you probably know, and I'm sure that uh, your your uh, your corporate uh, folks uh, have been discussing, uh, is that just recently the IRS last September issued new proposed regulations on the topic of equivalency determination, uh, which has been uh, very expensive and and somewhat. Uh, uh, onerous for uh, anyone giving uh, uh, internationally to utilize that protocol. Uh, and the new proposed regulations uh, do provide more options uh, for, uh, for corporate uh, donors, foundations, and individuals to be able to use that protocol. CAF America today is the only organization in the United States that is, is uh, currently providing equivalency determination certificates utilizing those new regulations. Uh, that's available at ngoamerica.org uh, for more information. But I point that out because um, it does take a lot of skill to be able to give well. Yeah, and I think that um, certainly certainly resources to help people determine equivalency are, are really powerful as this, as this trend grows. One thing that CECP is committed to is telling the story of global giving. And two years ago, we embarked on a research project with assistance from Deloitte to try to overcome the lack of a global definition for what's a nonprofit organization. It's, it's funny, I think, you know, many people would probably assume that a nonprofit in South Korea is the same as a, a nonprofit in the U.S. is the same as a nonprofit in Brazil, but it's not, it's not the case. These, these yeah. regulations look a little different from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. So I wanted to mention the, uh, another free resource that our organization has made available is called the Global Guide to What Counts, and it is not meant to replace anything that the IRS is up to, but it's meant to um, serve as a single practical definition for how you can um, determine what qualifies as a charitable organization across geographies. So we took off our U.S. glasses and we went to 17 countries that had large concentrations of big business. We looked at their tax and financial reporting standards and synthesized that with an outside advisory board and a public comment period. And we came back with a really simple definition of, okay, here's, here's how we're going to define a nonprofit to make your reporting and benchmarking easier. So anybody who's got an interest in that, I encourage you to check out the measurement section of corporatephilanthropy.org and find our global guide to what counts. Well, and we, we uh, join you in encouraging folks to, uh, to look at the, uh, uh, the global guide to, uh, to what counts. This is, uh, of course, uh, can be a very complicated topic and something that CAF America has 20 years of experience in helping uh, corporations and others sort of maneuver through that that process because, as you just pointed out, all charities are not exactly the same. We're, we're of course, far more familiar as a society uh, with charities right here in our own country. Uh, but how that is described and how that is is uh, uh, managed um, in other countries is not always the same. And part of the work of CAF America is to uh, sort through in the vetting process and looking at across the organization uh, to bring that more into alignment with what uh, corporations, foundations, and others would expect to see um, if they were trying to look at this charity as uh, as an American charity uh, and making sure that there is, in fact, um, an infrastructure, that there is an ability to um, uh, take those funds and to accomplish the work, uh, and that there's a governance structure um, that uh, understands the need uh, to govern a charitable entity. Yep, those those are all important criteria for sure. 
How, um, for those who um, are interested in corporate philanthropy, and, and I know you work with a wide variety of, of corporations, but there's there's uh, always uh, folks out there that are looking to get started. What advice do you have um, uh, for uh, corporations that uh, are looking to get started and, and to be effective in their giving domestically and internationally? My advice to people is to ground your corporate philanthropy in a deep understanding of what you think the future of your business will bring, um, which can be a little bit surprising to people that that's my first piece of advice. But I, I think often when people are starting a, a corporate giving program or trying to expand it, um, their first instinct is to survey a lot of uh, employees or customers or other stakeholders and try to find out the issues that are important to those stakeholders. I certainly think bringing those voices into the process is hugely important, but I also think grounding your philanthropy program in some sense of where your company is headed and using that trajectory to help you understand and define kind of a world of causes that, that might be relevant and appropriate to you is also a really good step because we care a lot as an organization about the sustainability of a company's giving program. And the more it kind of, quote, unquote, makes sense for your company to be involved in that issue, I think the longer you'll be able to stick with it, the more insights you'll be able to bring towards the problem solving that you do, um, the more of your kind of network and resources and non-cash you'll be able to bring to bear. So if you say, um, you know, the future of my company is going to include being active in these geographies or using these resources or accessing this type of talent or having these types of relationships and then say, now what social in issues intersect with where my company is going, that could lead you to the doorstep of some causes that you might not have um, thought about or, or discovered in beginning with a stakeholder interview process. So again, I am not shutting out stakeholders from this process, that's key, but using um, some projections as to where your company is going as a starting point is, is kind of more often overlooked and that's why I emphasize it. Yeah, I think, I think that's a, a very, very good advice. We're gonna take a really quick break uh, and then we'll be back here on the CAF America Radio Network. Remember, our podcasts and archives are always available 24 hours a day at CAFAmerica.org. If you're listening today, our phone lines are open. Call in and ask a question by dialing 914-338-0855. Now, back to the CAF America Radio Network and our host, Ted Hart. And we are back here on the Cap America Radio Network with Margaret Cody, uh, who is live with us from the Committee Encouraging Corporate Philanthropy, CECP. Uh, Margaret, um, we were talking before about the value of having uh, a trusted partner and advisor and helping guide um, in uh, both international giving um, and certainly for enhanced domestic uh, giving. What are some of the challenges that corporate, uh, corporate philanthropy are up against today? I think um, it's kind of a, a moment of challenge perhaps in some areas, but also a moment of great opportunity. Um, I think one of the challenges that, that I've heard coming from the C-suite and some of the CEOs that we talk to is, um, you know, are we 
are we capable of, quote unquote, giving enough money away to be as responsive as we'd like to be on all the social issues that we know matter to our business? There's a, a quote from Indra Nui that says there's, there might not be a, enough money to, to give away in the 200 countries where we live and work to have the impact that we'd like. And, you know, she's very quick to follow that up by saying, therefore, this needs to be woven into the fabric of our business. Um, we're, we're at CECP and the companies that we work with are strong believers in the power of corporate philanthropy, but we're also challenging companies to think about how can, how can the values that led you to philanthropy be rippled throughout the business? You know, how can you orient yourself as a company towards um, solving social problems through your core business strategy, which is a really powerful idea. I think this is something that's been shared by um, – Professor Porter at Harvard Business School and other proponents of the shared value concept. And it's it's really about how do you take this idea um, that you're going to be a value-centered business and have it show up in your philanthropy, have it show up in your corporate social responsibility, have it show up in, in your everyday corporate behavior, and have it also influence the, the types of products and services you offer as a business. And it's okay for that to evolve over time, but you want to make sure that you're rooting it in best practices. I think that's right. I think that's right. And for some of the companies that we work with that um, are globally globally present and um, of, a, of a very large size with regard to the amount of product they're creating and the number of people they employ, uh, you're talking about a really compelling scale at which change can make a difference. In other words, if you're – if you're one of the biggest retailers in the world and you decide to take a step towards environmentalism in your supply chain or you're one of the biggest uh, clothing manufacturers and you decide to, as I've seen a lot of headlines on recently, kind of detox your supply chain, uh, that's a big job, uh, but an important job. And when you've done it, you will have had a really powerful effect not just on your own operations and empower your, your customers to live their values through buying your product, but also perhaps created a ripple effect that will inspire and prove for others what's possible. Is that where corporations start um, thinking about philanthropy, or is there an, uh, another common genesis? Well, you know, I think companies can come to philanthropy from a variety of roads, and we're supportive of all of them. I think that uh, one thing that we think is really healthy is that communities have an expectation that companies will give back. I think that's really powerful. And employees have an expectation that their company is going to be a great citizen and give them opportunities to to volunteer and uh, be making grants to nonprofit organizations that um, that are really effective. And so I think the voices within a firm and from outside the firm that call on the company to think about how it can be a great partner are really, really powerful. Um, we find that, you know, the path to philanthropy can include, again, both employee and customer voices, but also your vendors and suppliers and activists who care about some of the same causes that intersect with your business, governments, academic institutions. I think that um, there's kind of a conversation happening about um, – the impatience that we should all naturally feel towards the fact that some of these social problems um, can probably be kind of moved and advanced with regard to solutions and, and how can we all come together to, to, to kind of find new solutions or support old, old solutions that are under-resourced. Corporations turn to CAF America for philanthropic advice to help with the transaction and vetting of international charities. 
what's the best way for uh, corporations to view CECP? Well, we try to be a number of things for both our corporate members, but also to anyone with an interest in these issues. Um, we spend a little bit of time thinking about the future. Where are these trends headed? And um, have published some research reports lately that say, you know, how is the world going to change in the next 10 years and what can you do now to prepare yourself for those changes? So encourage people who want to understand where these trends are going to download some of the research reports. One would be um, business at its best, solving social problems through business strategy, and the other one would be shaping the future. Um, we also, as we were talking about earlier, publish uh, a look and analysis at trends and how corporate giving is changing over time, so the Giving in Numbers Research Report. We have our Excellence Awards in Corporate Philanthropy, which we think lays out a perspective on what this all looks like when it's done very well. Um, and the winners of that, I think, serve as really nice inspiration for anybody else who wants to see what this might look like in action. Um, so those are some things that I think we're well known for. Again, also trying to predict kind of where this conversation is going globally and be a resource for people on that. Um, so we very much also, though, hope that every conversation that we're a part of is a, is a two-way dialogue. So any materials that we've put out and made available uh, for people, we'd love to hear from them on whether or not that's in, indeed accelerating their work, which is something that we hope each of these different pieces does. Well, uh, we encourage uh, all of the uh, corporations who care about philanthropy uh, to get to know CECP as they've gotten to know uh, CAF America. Um, we are available here at CAFAmerica.org and at 703-549-8931 to meet the needs of corporate America. Uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us here, Margaret Cody uh, from CECP. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Cap America Radio Network. Tell all your friends and colleagues to check out our production schedule. Sign up for our free newsletter and download our iPad and iPod-friendly podcasts at capamerica.org. Thanks for listening to the Cap America Radio Network.